0: Please be seated in Christ. Awesome. Fantastic. All things are possible. That is our August theme this morning. Do you believe it? Good. I'm glad to hear it because God's word confirms it. Let's pray. Father, Oh, you are a miracle, God, and we need miracles every day. We need miracles. We need you every day, and we just thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the power and the anointing and your presence that is in us. And for these words that I share, thank you that they will move with power. Because all authority and power is being given by Jesus to us. We just thank you, Lord, move through these words to the people. Touch their hearts, change lives, impact Father, impact generations. Because that is what you are about. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. amen. Awesome. All things are possible. Wow. Well, Whenever you put on the news or whatever is going on in our world, there has never been a time, there has been other times, but today we need miracles more than ever. We need a move of God more than ever before. We need a move in marriages. We need a move in our nation. We need a move in our government. We need a move in our businesses, in relationships. We need a move of God. Now, Psalms, it says life or death is in the power of the tongue. I'm gonna to speak about what we say today. Life or death is in the power uh, Proverbs, actually, life or death is in the power of the tongue. So that means there's nothing neutral. You are either speaking life or death. Wow. Life or death is in the power of the tongue. Job 22 verse 28 says this, You will also declare a thing, and it will be. To you know that what you speak will come to pass? Isn't that amazing? It's quite a thought, quite a challenge. So what you declare in harmony with the Word of God and with the anointing of the Holy Spirit is the most awesome speech on planet Earth. It can move the gates of heaven. And God goes to work on your behalf. You are the initiator. Isn't that amazing? You are the initiator. Because what you say with this can move mountains. It can speak life or death. So my, I've got a message title today. What... Are you feeding your kids? And if you've got no kids, what are you feeding yourself? And we're going to open with a little story that's found in 1 Kings chapter 17. And here we are. This is what it says in verse 1. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, Ahab was the king who was reigning. He was a bad king. And unfortunately, my good English, he had a bad wife. She was not very good either. And so he was living, Elijah, this prophet, was living during a really hard time. So he says to the king, very brave of him, because the king could have said, off with your head, but he didn't. He went up to the king and he said, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Elijah says, except at my word. Why could he say that? Because he already had God's words in him and he was speaking God's words, but Elijah said, except. That's quite a powerful statement. Imagine waking up. To even Jacinda or the government, or the MP, or whoever it is, and say, except my word, there's going to be no rain. Wow. That's a big thing. All things are possible, right? Verse 7, and it happened after a while that the brook, because God was looking after the prophet, and he sent him to a brook to be looked after, the brook was a little river, if you can understand my accent, that's a little river, brook. It dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Sometimes God allows things to dry up in our lives because he wants to keep us moving. So he dried it up because he had Elijah saying, and this is what he says, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So Elijah arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, there was a widow there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he said something else. Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And then she said this, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks. Wow. You might think you're broke, but when you start counting sticks, two sticks, you're real broke. This woman was in a desperate mess. She had and needed, she needed a miracle. More than ever before. And he, she said, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. That's what she said, that we may eat it and die. So remember the title What are you feeding your kids? What are you feeding yourself? We'll move on. And Elijah said to her, Don't fear, don't worry. And I like this part. It's like, do as you have said. Do you get that? She's just said we're going to eat it and die. And he says, okay, do that. But, make me a small cake from it first. That's another big statement for someone to say. Here's a woman who's said she's just going to die. She's hungry. She's starving. And he said, I want what you've got first. We're going to talk about that. Wow. We need miracles. And he goes on to say, bring it to me and afterwards make some for yourself oh, and your son. For this is what the Lord says, the bin of flesh shall not be used up Nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Wow. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah and she and he and her family. Because God is inclusive. He wants blessing for everyone. Me and my son will die, but God has family in mind. And he says, it will not run dry according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to Elijah. Wow. Sometimes God, God's answers don't look like what we intend. Here's Elijah thinking, yes, I'm out of here. I'm out of this river. This is dried up. I'm off to something better. And as he's walking towards him, I can just picture God saying, here's your miracle. And I want you to imagine that. Here's this woman Look at this, a bony, skinny woman picking up two sticks. And he's thinking, really, Lord? This is what my miracle is? She looks like she can hardly feed herself, and she needs a miracle, never mind me. Sometimes God's answers are not quite what we think. But that's only the start, because they're better than what you think. So Elijah asks her for water, and then she says, me and my son are having our last meal and we're going to die. There are patterns of thinking that affect generations. Did you notice she said, me and my son, mindsets. Can affect us, what we speak out, what we think, what we say can affect generations. They not only affect you, but the next generation that what we say over our lives, what we speak out. She was passing on a mindset of poverty. If all you feed the kids is what you eat, they start to become what you eat. They start to think like what you eat well, my dad has no job. Your granddad had no job, so don't you expect a job. Oh, your mother wasn't smart. Your grandmother wasn't smart, so you can't expect to pass your school exams. And it goes on, and it's spoken out. These are mindsets that start to take hold and become a culture of the house. She said, me and my son... I'm feeding him. Basically, this is what she says. I'm feeding him what I ate, which was part of the problem because she was feeding him a negative spirit of death, wasn't she? But that's not what God had in mind. It's been this way for a long time, so I guess I could only expect a little, but God had so much more. Wow. Well, I want to tell you that the culture that I grew up in was a culture of faith. The house that I grew up in became such a culture of faith, even amidst trials and tribulations and challenges, my parents fed me a diet of all things are possible. You know, even when my dad was born, the night he was born, he was There were so many complications. The doctor told my grandmother, "Put him at the end of the bed he 's probably not going to live till tomorrow. Expect him to die so my great grandmother said well that 'll be right i 'm going to pray so she prayed and he lived and because he was born praying, he had a lot of a number of complications during his life. He missed a lot of school, so he missed a lot of education he missed a lot of exams and the School said to him, don't expect to pass your exams. So my grandmother prayed. He passed. He passed. And then he met my mum. And God said to uh, my dad, I would like you to go overseas to give up your job, and I want you to just go and be a missionary for a few years in Malaysia. And then God said to my dad, I just want you to trust me to be your provider. So that means no weekly wage or monthly wage. You just have to trust me to provide. So my dad did. And up until the age, which is a year ago today, I was actually in Scotland. Do you know that my dad never knew any day or any week where his provision was going to come from, but God. Every day of his life, Till the day he died, God provided, He provided, He provided. It was just amazing and um in in this house and culture that I grew up in, they talked about stories and testimonies, and they talked about things like previous revivals, because testimony is important. God wants to do again, but different and greater. They spoke about the Welsh revival. Do you know that bars and gambling, when God moved through Wales, and he moved through Scotland too, and he's going to move in a greater way through New Zealand as well, I'm going to speak that out, bars and gambling venues closed. There was a lack of business. Prostitution stopped. Courthouses closed because no criminal cases to try. Even the animals that worked in the mines felt the revival. Because what happened was the miners got saved. And this is what I'm saying about speaking. They had used such bad language to get these donkeys to work down the mines that the donkeys only knew swearing and verbal abuse. That's all they knew. How about that for a culture? But God said change. God's brought revival and these miners said they had a took a while because donkeys can be stubborn and believe me they can be stubborn it took a while but eventually as they kept speaking out positiveness and this was actually what my parents told me and I just thought it was amazing the donkeys started to work to the new culture they started to listen to good language and not the bad language it was amazing that even animals can feel the effects of revival. So amazing. In the Lewis revival, that happened up in the islands of Scotland. Do you know that, start, that, that came through two women faithfully praying who couldn't even get to church. They were so ridden with arthritis seemingly, so ahead, that they couldn't get to church, but they prayed for a great move of God and the same thing happened. Re- revival. God moved answered these prayers and it says that the pubs closed again because God was getting the right spirit into these guys. They had got the wrong spirit in them for too long, the alcohol, and he said, I've got a new spirit I'm going to give you. So my grandparents and my parents talked to me about all these stories. They fed me a culture and a diet of faith. They even prayed future-proof prayers. I'm still walking in the culture of prayers that have gone on from the past. Paul is being blessed. They prayed about who I was going to meet in life, who I was going to marry. They prayed about my children's children before they even saw them, before they even saw that all things were possible with me having children, my children having children. They were prayed about And it was so amazing, even last year, you know, um, when my dad was passing, and I think I shared this, how I went into his room, and my niece, it's actually, was her one-year wedding anniversary. I was in a castle in uh, England, we were celebrating her marriage, and my father was, um, when I came into the room where he was in the hospital, he was he was dying, and my sisters were saying, oh, he's dying, and he's, he's going he's gonna to go, and we won't be able to have the wedding, and this and that, and it was just what we speak out, doom and gloom. Well, I was like, get them out, get them out. So I just spoke and said, we are going to celebrate a wedding, and I spoke life into my dad right there. And he started to revive. It's amazing the power of what we speak and what we say. He started to revive. He picked up. He was um, drinking um, teas and coffees, and he was having soup. Yes, he was having good old Scottish broth. And um, and he 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 was he was better, so that all my sisters and we could go to the wedding and celebrate um, the marriage. It was just amazing. And anyway... I. Um, Um, just there, you know, um, when I was there, I felt God say to me, you know, your dad actually wants to be with me. So I said, the power of what we speak out. So I said, you need to let him go. So I went, okay, Lord. Okay, I'll let him go. But but my last memory of my dad is I want to see him alive. And I said, you take him when I go back to New Zealand. And so that's what happened. He passed when I, I'd arrived in Singapore. He passed. And God just is so faithful, eh? God is faithful. But my sister said this, which I thought was so amazing. She said that afterwards, when she was looking and doing all, closing up things and, and sorting everything out, she said, I looked at the accounts of what they'd had, their their bank accounts and all their things that you do with your accountant. And she said... All the time, all the way through those accounts, she could see where it was back, God. Back God. Back God. God was so faithful, He blessed and He blessed and He provided. All things are possible. And Elijah says, At my word. Do you know that God honors his word? And when you speak his word out, he honors it. There is healing and power in God's words. Sam says he sent his word and he healed them. The language of heaven is what God wants the language of us to be. And you know, there is so much good, healthy stuff in here. A diet of possibilities. God wants us to pick up your health you can do. I can multivitamins and speak out what God says you can do. I can do all things. We heard that. Duncan said, I can do all things through Christ. That is your multivitamins for each and every day. You know, sometimes you think, if you were, stand, if you were observing on day one, you know, Elijah thought his miracle might not looked very good. But if you were standing there on day one, when God created and started to speak out, that separating the day and the night. If you, were, if you were observing there and God had said, let there be light and separated it from the darkness, you, you might have thought, oh, well, it, it looks good, but I was expecting a bit more. Just picture God whispering to you and saying, hey, wait till you see it on day six. Wait till you, look, you see what day six is like when he's done all the days of creation. And you stand there and you look back and you view the mountains and you look at the rivers and the fish and the sea and all the creatures. And you go, wow, this is so incredible. God wants you to pick up your health pack and see all the possibilities that there is. And so we see, he says to the widow, first give me Are you prepared when there's chaos all around and when there's a famine all around to give God first? That was what unlocked the miracle for this woman was that she said yes. Do you know at the other side of you, yes, there is a miracle? Whatever you do, do, but give me a little bread first. Jesus is the bread of life. The miracle was unlocked when she said, uh, when she was prepared to give to God first. And it says, Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek him first. And you might think, Oh, well, it takes a lot of faith, you know, to do that. Well, I want to tell you, it says in the word that if, this is Matthew 17 and 20, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, do you know how big a mustard seed is? I've actually got a little pen, and I'm going to show you. On my hand, that's actually pretty big. It's smaller than that. A mustard seed is about one to two millimeters in diameter. And it's just amazing that God ties nothing is impossible with speaking to a mountain. The amount of faith that we can have, even if it's so little and small like that, can move mountains. So amazing. You can imagine somebody like Sherlock Holmes coming up to me and saying, oh, goodness, that can move mountains? And I go, yes, that amount of faith can move mountains. He'd be thinking, what a crazy Scots woman. Say, you better believe it. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, what we declare out, his words become our words. Last month in July, Chloe um, was moving back up here, and she was here already, but she had to drive down to Wellington in her car through those roads in the winter to pack up all her things in Wellington and bring them back home. Now, she's done it in January and February, and I have no problem in the summer, but I just didn't have peace about this because I come from Scotland. I'm used to snow. I'm used to black ice, and it kind of was a little bit, mm, you know, I just didn't have peace. And as a mum, if I don't have peace, I pray till I get peace. So I goes to Chloe and I said, Chloe, how about I book you a flight to Wellington? Then you don't have to drive through all those bad roads with snow and ice and you're by yourself, young girl, going 11 and a half hours. I said, it does concern me. And she thinks it's hilarious. So anyway... She went, no, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, and I'll be fine. So I thought, okay, but I still didn't have peace. So I went to her again, and I said, Chloe, you know, these roads are so bad sometimes with the snow and the ice. I said, how about I book you a flight? I can even book you extra luggage, because I know you have a lot of luggage to bring back. And she said, no, I'll be okay, I'll be fine. So I looked her and I went, okay, okay. I'm just going to pray that the Lord will shut the road. So, the night before, Thursday night, the news. She was leaving Friday, 6 o'clock news. I don't always watch the news, but I did happen to watch the news that night. And they brought the news on, and they said this. So, this wasn't even the end of the news weather report. This was, they had headlines, then they said this. They said, we're wanting to give you a news report that further down on the road to Wellington, there has been a landslide, rubble and land has moved and it has gone all across the road that we have had to shut that road. But we also want to tell you that through the desert road, the snow has got so bad overnight and then they said this, which I thought was quite hilarious, because Chloe was here and they said, in fact, it is so dangerous, you should not drive. She looks at me and she goes, Mom, you prayed. And they said, we have closed the road. And I went, thank you, Lord. Anyway, that night, I heard her on the phone to a friend and she said, Could you please pick me up from the airport? She says, I have to fly now and it's all my mum's fault because she prayed they'd close the road. Hallelujah, I had peace. But I wanna tell you that the words that you speak out have life or death. And just like this woman, all around her, there was chaos, like in our world at the moment, there is chaos all around us and all around for her inside. They were, you know what? Even though the famine had stopped for her inside, there was still a drought on the outside. It was still looking the same on the outside, but in her house and her family, the famine had stopped. I want to tell you, your famine is over. In your house depression is gone, sickness can go, God's got so much more for you. Speak out words of life so that generations will be impacted through the words that you say, not your own words, but through God's words, because God wants his words to become your words, so that you speak life into your situation, eh? All things possible. You better believe it. You speak the truth of God's word over your situation and you watch what God can do. God can close roads. God can do all sorts of things. Believe his word today. Thank you, Lord.